Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Ashland University's Professional Learning Podcast. This is your host, Dr. David Silverberg. We have today with us Dr. Kim Monachino, who is Director of the Early Childhood and Pupil Services at Mahoning County ESC. Uh, that's the Educational Sur- Service Center. Uh, we welcome you here today, Kim, to talk about education's response to the pandemic that we're all facing, and we look forward to having you here and learning from you. Thanks, David. I'm so happy to be here this morning to share with you. Can you tell us a little bit about your background? Yes, um, I am proud to say I've been an educator for uh, 33 years. My path has included starting out as a special education teacher. I've been a special education supervisor and director of pupil services in a variety of different school districts, including suburban and urban districts across the state. I've worked at educational service centers And most recently, I was the director of the Office for Exceptional Children at the Ohio Department of Education. And as you alluded to, I'm currently the director of Early Childhood and Pupil Services with Mahoning County SC. That's great. Thank you. And um, I'd love to hear a bit about um, anything you've been thinking about or seeing in the field there that would be great advice for practitioners. Yes. You know, I, I really think as leaders, we need to be as optimistic as ever. We need to stay focused on our students and our families. I think it's so important that we demonstrate empathy and compassion for our families. We need to be so mindful that our families may be facing loss of jobs, food insecurities. They may have new people living in their home and other stressful and unpredictable circumstances. And I think now is the time that as educators, we need to collaborate and share resources with our colleagues. It's really an opportunity for us to learn and to grow from each other. And, you know, lastly, David, I just think that we are all navigating these uncharted waters, but we're all in this together and we'll get through this together. Great. I agree. And one of the things that I know that people are, are craving are real world examples of best practices. I mean, I know that this is a a bit of a sloppy situation. We're all figuring it out, but what are some things that you're seeing in the field, some strategies or programs that you think are, that you'd recommend for people to try and apply at their district uh, in their region? Yeah, absolutely. Just to give you a little backdrop about Mahoning County ESC, we operate preschool programs for typical developing students, students with disabilities, We operate programs for students with emotional disturbances, students with multiple disabilities. We provide speech and language services, occupational services, physical therapy services in Summit County, Portage, and Columbiana County. Friday, March 13th, our team came together and started to create a plan. We wanted to have a consistent message to our districts around how we are going to serve our students um, through this pandemic and making sure that we are providing high quality services. So some of the best practices that we're working on, we've established a communication system with our parents. 
We have our teachers reaching out to our parents twice a week to them through email, phone, texts. They're asking parents what they need. And they're setting up schedules, instructional schedules with the students to make sure that we have routines established and structure. I think more so ever during this time, we need to make sure that we have some structure within our day. I think another really important best practice is we need to know our families and our students. And we are trying to individualize based upon our students' needs. So we have some students who have some significant needs that their instructional materials need to be delivered to their home. We have other families who their needs may be that our social worker is creating a office hour time to talk with them about their child's behavior needs. So whatever our family's needs are, that's where we're going. I think it's so important for districts to remember to individualize it based upon the needs of the families. We're also making sure that directions are clear for families. If we're providing a resource, we want to provide materials that they could refer back to later. Um, I've had preschool teachers create a scavenger hunt, taking a picture of it on their phone, sending it to a parent that doesn't have a computer. Here's the scavenger hunt of things you can do around the house so the parent can refer back mm, to the resource. Sure. And lastly, one of our best practices is making sure that we are documenting parent contacts and that we're documenting student progress. For our students on IEPs, we want to make sure that we're focusing on IEP goals and that we're showing that they are making progress through this difficult time. Thank you very much. Uh, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges that yeah. you're facing? And then, of course, strategies for overcoming those strategies, because I think part of what uh, we're all finding is we don't quite know what the challenges will be, and then we have to be prepared or at least nimble enough to respond. So could you give us some specific examples of challenges and then overcoming those? Yes, absolutely. And I would say uh, one of our biggest challenges is our diversity of our student population and how can we reach them. And overcoming those challenges, I talked a bit how we're providing alternative learning materials. You know, we're doing whatever it takes to individualize for that child and for that family. I've been on some of the Zoom sessions with, um, with teachers that have created a science lesson for a student with pictures to prompt the student to go through the science lesson. I have speech pathologists that are doing teletherapy. I had an occupational therapist create a video of hand strengthening exercises that she's sending out to the mom so she can work with the child. So it is a challenge, but I have to say, I am so proud of our teachers. They're, they are just stepping up and doing everything that they can do. Um, I think our other challenge is, in it's, it's navigating the technology. Um, we're, I'm in Zoom meetings, I'm in Google Hangouts. Um, you know, it's a different time and, you know, we're all learning together. I work very closely with our teaching and learning department. They are putting out lessons for teachers to learn how to le learn Zoom. I mean, we're, we're all learning together. So I think just being open-minded and coming up with different ways to reach families. You know, we all don't have computers and scanners and technology. So how can we do what's best for that family and that child. 
Great. Thank you very much. Uh, uh-huh. I'm also thinking that people would really benefit from hearing about any resources that you would recommend because obviously there's so much material out there and there's so much that's, that, that people are trying to, to find to meet their needs. What can you suggest based on where you sit uh, that you'd recommend as some best resources for people? Yeah, we realized this um, in, I was working with my superintendent about a week ago in a cabinet meeting. We realized we were getting bombarded with information from ODH, from ODE, legal, federal government, state government. So we put together on Mahoning County Educational Service Center, there is a COVID-19 resource and link center. And we have it tabbed by Department of Labor, federal government, legal, special education, so that as a resource, you can go into our website, you could click on, and all of the resources that we continue to get are housed in one spot. Additionally, for my special ed directors throughout the counties, I'm in constant communication with the Council for Administrators of Special Education, called CASE. And they have webinars, so we're in communication through best practices with our different associations. I'm also working with the Ohio Association of Pupil Service Administrators, which continues to put up great resources to help our administrators and our leaders in special education. Outstanding. That's very helpful. And can you please share any contact information for people if they want to follow up to to learn more, get more support from you or your team there? Yeah, absolutely. I'm available by email at k.monachino at mahoningesc.org. Excellent. Thank you very much. And I guess one thing that I'd like to wrap up with here with you is that, you know, as individuals, I really believe that we're all trying to do our part in helping. But I also know that uh, the only way to stay helpful is to stay healthy And so uh, I think part of what we're all trying to find out is how do we stay productive? And so I'm curious to know from you, what are some some things that you're doing as far as your own self-care and what would you recommend for others so they can stay in a support, you know, high functioning in support? That's a great question, David. And it is so important that we take care of ourselves. We can't help others if we're not taking care of ourselves. Um, Some of the things that I've established over the last two weeks is setting up my workspace. So I have a structured workspace and a space that I can work in and a space that I can also leave. I've also set up some boundaries, clear boundaries in my day and structure, trying to get up in the morning, get ready for work, thinking about my day, thinking about some goals that I want to accomplish. And I've been spending quite a bit of time walking and staying, going outside and just trying to clear my head and listening to the birds and just trying to to think positive thoughts and being optimistic through this whole situation. And lastly, I've just been spending time staying in touch with friends and family through the telephone, through cell phone and not doing texts or emails but picking up the phone and talking. Wonderful. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time out of your out of your day and out of this busy, challenging time to share some views and share your insights. Um, I know it's going to be very helpful for people. And uh, thanks for being part of the, the solution. Thank you very much for your time and we wish you the best. Thanks, David, for having me this morning. Take care. This podcast is licensed under Creative Commons.
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.